0: And today, I'm glad to welcome back to the podcast, Jessica Thompson. Jess is mom to three adult children and a frequent conference speaker. Her heart is to see women and families and children freed from the bondage of moralism and to live in the joyful freedom of the gospel. Jess is also co-author of a popular parenting book written with her mother, Elise Fitzpatrick. It's called Give Them Grace, Dazzling Your Kids with the Love of Jesus. And she's also written another book called Answering Your Kids' Toughest Questions. And she has another book coming out in February of 22 called How God Loves Us, 40 Days to Discovering His Character in the Fruit of the Spirit. Jess, it's so good to have you back on the podcast. And I am looking forward to the passage you have for us today.
1: Isaiah 62, four through five says this, no longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hefzibah and your land Beulah. for the Lord will take delight in you and your land will be married as a young man marries a young woman. So your builder will marry you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. So will your God rejoice over you.
0: All right, so I know immediately some questions I have about Hephzibah and Beulah, and you may have had some other words in there that I'm not quite familiar with, and we're (laughs) going to get there, but why don't we start with just sort of the big picture of like, why this verse, how did this verse, these verses become important to you?
1: Yeah, so my grandmother on my father's side, we called her Candy Grandma. This was her name. Um, It was kind of like, you know, Mimi or whatever, Grammy. She was Candy Grandma. We called her this because she would always give us candy every single time we visited her. Um, She would say that hot dogs were her favorite fruit. Okay, this is the kind of woman she was. Uh, When I would take my kids over to visit her, I would go um, I would try to go at a time of day where she wouldn't have to prepare us a meal. Right? Because I didn't want her to go through the trouble. But inevitably, we would end up eating second lunch or early dinner because she insisted on having a party. This is who she was. Hmm. This woman who informed and shaped me in so many different ways called me Hephzibah. Hmm. I had no idea growing up what this word meant. (laughs) Um, And it was very normal for her to make up words. Okay. So, hootsie kadoodle was her favorite expression. It was like, A surprising expression. hootsie kadoodle Okay. So (laughs) so I didn't think much of it that she called me Hepzibah. And I remember very clearly the day I was reading my Bible and I came across our verse for today. And I saw that word Hepzibah and I was astonished. I saw it there and there was a little tiny A next to it. So I went racing down the page to find out what that word Hepzibah meant. Because I'm like, she didn't make this up. This is real. (laughs) And there on the bottom of the page was a definition that I guess broke me and thrilled me all at once. And what that word means is my delight is in her. Hmm. So every single time she called me this nickname, she was telling me she delighted in me. So that's why this verse is so important
0: to me. So I'm going to read it again, these verses, yeah. and I'm reading out yeah. the Christian Standard Bible, which actually yeah. goes ahead and removes the uh, the yeah. transliteration, Hepzibah, yeah. and replaces it with the uh, translation, which you just said. So yeah. uh, here we go. Here's what it says. You will no longer be called deserted, and your land will not be called desolate. Instead, you will be called, my delight is in her. And your mm-hmm. land married, for the Lord delights in you, and your land will be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so your sons will marry you, and as a groom rejoices over his bride, so your God will rejoice over you. So that's mm-hmm. Isaiah sixty-two, four and five. Mm-hmm. So if you were to put these verses in your own words, Jess, mm-hmm. what would that sound like? Because you know it's been a while since I've read these verses, and yeah. I, I want to get in my head like what's really being said here.
1: Yeah. So I really think what God is saying to us here is what you once were, you are that no longer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anything you think about yourself, if you think I'm lonely, I'm by myself, what he's saying is, no, I have a different name for you. Mm-hmm. My name that I want to speak over you is that I delight in you. Look at you. I look at you and it makes me happy. You're no longer alone. Mm-hmm. I'm married to you. I And just like, you know, when a bride at a wedding, when you see the um, bride is about to walk down the aisle and the groom sees her for that first time, and you can see that smile, hopefully, you can see that smile <laughs> spread over his face, so will your God rejoice over you. Mm. That's what he wants us to know in these verses.
0: How do you think sometimes we might think God's face looks like when he yeah. thinks about us?
1: And that's a great question. I, and I think if there's parents listening, that's a great question to ask your kids. What do you think God's face looks like when he thinks about you? So many of us think that God is disappointed or he just tolerates us. We know he loves us, but we, we have this sneaking suspicion that maybe he just loves us because he has to. And these verses tell us, tell those thoughts to hush up. That's also one of Candy Grandma's favorite sayings, hush up. The, <laughs> Your God rejoices over you. My God rejoices over me. Our God rejoices over us. It's just too good to be true. <laughs> but when I start thinking that can't be true, because I remember what I said yesterday. I remember how angry I got driving down Poway Road. I remember what happened on the freeway. I remember what I said to that person. I remember how I didn't read my Bible and I didn't pray. How could God delight or rejoice in me? Hmm. And so when I hear those thoughts, when that doubt creeps in, then I echo Candy Grandma again Hmm. and tell those thoughts, hush up. And I remember the truth that he delights in us because of the work that Christ has done.
0: Yeah. And so let's go there. So you asked a minute ago, how can he delight over me when yesterday I was this or that, or not this or not that? Mm -hmm. And you mentioned it right at the end, but how is that even possible? How can God see everything about me and still delight over me?
1: The only way that happens is because Jesus Christ became a man, lived a perfect life that we have been commanded to live, always saying no to sin, always saying no to temptation, living a life of loving God and loving others without flaw. And then he went to the cross and took the punishment for all of our sins so that we stand before God completely forgiven. Everything that we had done, have done, will do is forgiven. And not only that, but we stand completely righteous because we are hidden in the work of Jesus Christ. So we're forgiven and we're counted righteous. And that is why he takes delight in us, because when he looks at us, he sees the work of Jesus.
0: So I could hear someone thinking, okay, so I know that's true. I know that Jesus died for me, but I mean, isn't God displeased with my sins? I mean, how would you answer that?
1: This is what I would say. Just as a good father or a good mother Looks at a child who's done something wrong and thinks, oh, sweetie, that's going to hurt you. That's how he looks at us when we're doing something that we shouldn't. When we step out of his goodness, he's thinking, oh, honey, come back. Oh, sweetie, that's going to hurt you. But his delight doesn't change because the work of Christ doesn't change. His love towards us is constant. His love towards us is faithful. His delight in us is faithful because of the work of Christ. But when we do sin, when we do step outside of the way that he's told us, this is going to be a good life for you, I think that there is a sense of, oh, honey, if you only knew there's something better for you. If you only knew what was so much better and and the good life I have for you, you wouldn't be doing that. Mm. So in that sense, yes, I think God experiences something when we sin, but at the same time, all of those sins are paid for. So again, we stand completely righteous, completely loved, completely accepted, completely holy. And so that his affection towards us doesn't change. I do think that in some sense, which I don't understand completely, in some sense, he
0: feels a sort of like, oh, sweetie, there's something better. Jess, thank you so much for pointing us to this passage in Isaiah, Isaiah 62, 4 and 5. Would you just take a moment and pray these verses for us as we close?
1: Yeah. Heavenly Father, for all of us who feel the very opposite of my delight is in you, I pray that you would, by your Holy Spirit, help us to know how loved we are. That we would be overwhelmed by the goodness that you've shown us. Help us to hear this good word about our lives. Help us to remember our true identity is one that is loved and provided for by our Heavenly Father. Help us to repent and come back to you where we find patience, forgiveness, and welcome. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.